Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. You can find us on our partner website, Blurred.com. Great place full of dirty content from a black cultural lens. They actually just did a, a new uh, redesign on their page. Oh, so they? check it out. Yeah. Okay. And there, on that site, there are other reviewers and write-ups on video games, mm-hmm. sports, anime, tech, and more. Okay. <laughs> I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Mel once again. Hello, hello. What up, people? Bruh. Um, in your state of being self-quarantined out there, we uh, we appreciate you taking time out to listen to our 50th episode. Yeah, it's not like you were doing anything else anyway, so thank you. No, I'm yeah. sorry. That's kind of rude. Anyway. Thank you for, for listening for this long, y'all. Definitely, you are appreciated. I will say that. You are appreciated. Totally. Yeah, you've come a long way. I went from ranting and raving on Facebook to mm-hmm. interacting with people around the world. Yeah. Congratulations. This is actually, you've done, you've done a lot of hard work to get this to where it is. So much respect. Thank you. Thank you. Can you guess the top five countries that listen to us the most? Mm, well, I'm sure the top two maybe not in this order, are U.S. and South Korea. Mm -hmm. Probably the U.K. is in that top five as well. Maybe, maybe not. Depends. Mm, Where else? Japan, perhaps? Well, the last time I checked, Mm -hmm. you're correct. Number one Mm -hmm. is USA. Number Mm -hmm. two, South Korea. Mm -hmm. Number three, UAE. Well, that's interesting. I wonder why. Puerto Rico, number four. That's the U.S. How does it count? Why does it count separately? the The way that the... The stats rate when I checked oh, it. Oh, that's it's really separated. funny. That's interesting. Okay. Australia, number five. Okay, that makes sense. And Germany's number six. Hmm. I wonder. Wow. So Germany and the UAE are a surprise. Yeah. I wonder why. I actually have a friend in UAE. Okay. So maybe that, that's that why. may be yeah. that, mm-hmm. that one yeah. blip there. Right. But Germany. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, you know, so happy to keep rocking with y'all. We sincerely thank you for listening to us and uh, sharing our show. We appreciate the great reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. They they really help us out in keeping near the top of the search when people look for blurred casts like ours. Like this one from Psychosis, who said, Refreshing. It's really amazing to be able to hear a podcast by fellow blurds that's intentionally viewing pop culture through a black lens with informed and enlightened opinions. That's very well very, done, y'all. Oh, that's very kind of that's very kind of, of psychosis. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, thank you. And Nikki143 said, amazing. As someone who doesn't have a lot of friends who are blurreds, this podcast is really refreshing. I absolutely love their film reviews, and the conversation is always genuine. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. That's also very kind. Yeah. Thank you all. Well, thank you for the reviews. That's that's really nice, actually. Yeah, we're looking to continue and expand our content for y'all. Like I said before, we're interested in fan questions. Mm. If there are topics that you want us to cover, let us know. If you have any ideas for expanding the show in general. If you want us to check out, discuss, and possibly promote your Blurred content, that's mm-hmm. all good. Right. If you're local and you want to sit in on a show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a local Blurred. For sure. Yeah. And you want to chop it up with us because we don't know everybody. I mean, we know almost everybody because there's not that many of us here, but we don't know everybody. So right. if you're around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just email me at bu at blurred.com. B-U at B-L-E-R-D period C-O-M. 
we have a full schedule of subjects we want to cover for the year.、Mm-hmm. But because of the coronavirus, some releases and production have been delayed. Yes, and the list is getting longer as we speak. It's We're interesting. We're going to get into it today.、Mm-hmm. I want to start off this segment with a tweet from Yale science professor and physician、mm-hmm. Nicholas Christoskis, who said, "It is hard for many people to intuitively appreciate exponential growth. Nothing seems to be happening for a long time until a lot happens at once."、Mm-hmm. So the coronavirus is hitting nearly all global markets. From the LA Times, movie ticket sales in the USA and Canada last weekend were fifty-five point three million dollars for all films from Friday through Sat- Sunday,、mm-hmm. marking the weakest box office weekend in more than twenty years. Yep. Which is interesting because I was trying to think what happened twenty years ago that made the box office this low, and I can't put my finger on it. What happened in two thousand to make this happen? Battlefield Earth. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Maybe, but no. <laughs>、yeah. I、mm-hmm. honestly think it, it actually turns twenty this year. I could be wrong, but I'm、yeah. pretty sure it turns twenty this year. True, but it wasn't that. I mean, it was pretty bad, it but was it wasn't、bad. that bad. I'm just trying to think. Was there some other? I I couldn't think of what it could have been、mm-hmm. that would have caused a, a dip like this.、Mm-hmm. But maybe I think we just go to the movies a lot more now. Sure, and there and there are more theaters,、mm-hmm. just physically more theaters、right. around.、Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Okay. So we know about some of the big news.、Uh, AMC has limited every screening of their films to 50 people max.、Mm-hmm. Uh, NYC and LA theaters and dining restaurants have been shut down by executive order.、Mm-hmm. South by Southwest and E3, ah,、uh, E3, they've been canceled. Right.、Uh, the NBA and NHL. Have、right. been canceled. Disney theme parks have been canceled.、Yep. Have been shut down. Las Vegas has been canceled. Did you、mm, see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's wild to see the strip dark. Right. Wow. It's very I am legend, isn't it? It is.、Mm-hmm. Did you see that that、uh, the article about in Venice? Now that people are gone, yeah, the, the dolphins are coming back. Yeah, the the Which, water's clear. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I guess in a way, this is sort of the universe saying, "Fine, you don't want to take climate change seriously. I'm going to make you." Right. Which is a bit dark, but you know, yeah. I just can't. I was telling Sky on on、uh, in the messenger.、Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the disaster movies to come out in like three years. Roland Emmerich is just like doing that Birdman rub right now. Oh, I'm sure. Although, have you seen Contagion? No, not yet. Yeah, it's uh, it came out. Oh, I want to say in the '90s, perhaps. I might be wrong. It,、yeah. And it's actually remarkably similar to what's going on now. It's interesting to uh, to the point where the virus even comes from a bat and a pig originally. Yeah, in a market. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, so it's actually. Quite, it's honestly, it's the kind of movie that I don't think you can make now because it is so talky and、mm-hmm. it's very scattered and it's very you know you really have to pay attention to it.、Mm-hmm. It's not exciting at all、mm-hmm. unless you're really listening. But it's、uh, yeah, it's an interesting film. I'll check it out.、Mm-hmm. I have a lot of time. Yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> For those who don't know,、um, over here, I haven't taught since February twenty fifth. Oh gosh. And I and. For now, we're not planning to go back until April fifth. So, oh wow, yeah, that's right. April sixth is the new start date officially for schools、right. in South Korea. So,、right. it、yeah. was March twenty 
third, mm-hmm. and now it got pushed back even right. more. Yeah, a lot of universities are doing their whole first semester online. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are at least doing the first month of the semester or moving it back to like April 30th is mm-hmm. the, la- the latest that I've heard. Fortunately, I'm on a sabbatical, so it's not affecting me personally at all. I wasn't planning to leave my house for the next six months anyway, so <laughs> y'all are bowing to my whim. Thank you. <laughs> However, um, yeah, it's interesting to kind of hear colleagues talk about this and how difficult it is and also um, just what's going to happen in the future because the students are un- unhappy because they they didn't sign on for online courses. Right. And uh, like my baby sister is, she's a senior in high school. This is her last semester. Your baby brother is a senior in high school also. I love you. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting because they're not really having a senior year. They're not going to have prom. They're not going to have graduation. graduation. Yeah, it's really sad. All of these, all of these like final milestones are not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my sister's all that bothered, but. My Even brother. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. they're teenagers, right? Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, but at the same time, you could kind of tell that it's a little exactly. bit like uh, there's something that's not happening socially that needs to. For a teenager, you need something to happen for you to hate on. But now, if, if it's purposefully shut down, then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I don't know. Well, let's get to some of the big delays and production halts. So there's a big list. I don't want to go through literally everything, but there's these are some big ones, and I got this from IndieWire. No Time to Die, the last uh, Daniel Craig James Bond film, has oh. been pushed back to November of this year. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out this summer. Mm-hmm. Fast 9 was slated for this year, but it will be pushed back to April 2020. Yeah. Oh, 2021. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Here's some movies with delayed releases and no new dates set yet. Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place is supposed to come out this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And now there's no new date at all. Right, yeah. Mulan was supposed to come out mm-hmm. uh, March 27th. Yeah. And New Mutants is still getting its can kicked down the road. At this point, everybody in that film is going to be eligible for retirement by the time it actually comes out. <laughs> How many times have they pushed this back, <laughs> right. right? Right. Like, the the red carpet for that is going to be insane. It's just going to be all these, you know, middle-aged folk just walking <laughs> out like, yeah, that was me 20 years ago. With their kids out. Mm-hmm. It's been 84 years. Great anyway. Ball, it's you. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway. <laughs> um. Here are a list of movies and TV shows that have halted production outright. So all the Marvel Plus TV shows and their movies like Shang-Chi, The Little Mermaid, The Home Alone Reboot. There was a Home Alone Reboot? Yes. Well, that needed to halt production, but moving on. (laughs) There's a Peter Pan and Wendy uh, movie from Disney that Mm -hmm. got uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. With, I had no idea this that, that was happening. And either. Rick Moranis is coming back out of retirement. Oh, interesting. To be to be part of it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, mm. The Witcher season two, mm-hmm. and pretty much all of the film and TV production uh, for Netflix uh, in USA and Canada right. for at least two weeks. Yeah, Stranger Things. I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Matrix Four. SNL. I didn't realize that was still in production. I thought they'd finished. Nope. They hadn't wrapped it yet. Oh wow. Okay. SNL. Which, yeah, that's understandable. Live audience and all mm-hmm. of that, yeah. The live adaptation of Uncharted with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I don't even know what that is. Uncharted is, that? is a PlayStation uh, property. Yeah. Okay, fair it's enough. like Indiana Jones-ish. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Okay. Jurassic World Domination. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. The third season of Atlanta. Yeah, which that is sucks. a shame, yeah. yeah. The Mission Impossible sequel. Yeah. So. <laughs> and. Sorry, that's cold. But I mean, honestly, no, I wasn't really going to watch that anyway. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. 
here's what kind of disappointed me. The romantic comedy Lovebirds with Kumail Nanjiani. Kamali. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I spoke that. Kamal Nanjiani, yeah. You, you say it. Uh, yeah, you got it. Okay, okay. Kamal Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. And Issa Rae. Yeah, I thought that was done also. Or is that being pushed back? It's, it's done. Uh-huh. The release is being delayed. Okay, that makes sense. So I was really looking forward to this one because, you know, we're... As blurred, we're mm-hmm. very focused on black representation, mm-hmm. but I think Middle Eastern people are constantly mm-hmm. left out. Right. And honestly, also interracial romance that isn't black and white, because I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's funny because when you say that, I mean, it's not like I walk around saying I date interracially. I don't. But when people when people find out you do, they assume that you date white people, and that is not always the case. Well, I would say mm-hmm. in, in America, it's you just date a white person, well, whereas in yeah. Korea, it's, it's more... You're probably going to guess. If you're a man. If you're a woman, though, it's different. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I was really looking forward to this one. So hopefully it comes out sooner mm-hmm. than later. Yeah. Corona is uh, it's bringing the world to its knees. Yeah. And it's interesting because, okay, we've been living with this for so long. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was interesting because, I mean, we've been thinking about this since January. Mm-hmm. Really, this has been an issue in Asia for quite some time now. But it feels like it just hit the West in the past two weeks or really, yeah, two weeks, like really quickly. Mm. And now because there's so much English medium, so much more English medium media, English medium news uh, about uh, coronavirus and everything. It feels like you're hearing about it so much more. And then people we know are starting to finally think about it. Like I heard nothing from anybody. Uh, Well, no, I heard from a couple of my British people, but I didn't hear anything from anybody until it became an issue in the U.S. And all of a sudden everybody's like, you should come home. And I'm like, to what? We're almost done over here. Y'all well, just started. Well, <laughs> let's let's not say all that. Yeah, I know, but yeah. But we're mm-hmm. we're definitely on the downward trend, we which, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little bit well, later on. Yeah, because I mean, I was talking to a bunch of my former students who are Chinese yesterday, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are going back to work right. next week. Yeah, right. Uh, schools are still shut down, and they will mm-hmm. be until April. But mm-hmm. you know, China's slowly starting to pick back up again. Right. We're we're really coming out of it over yeah. here. I think. I, if not mistaken, mm-hmm. the the past several days there have been. Under 100 new cases a yeah. day now. Until today, which has gone back up to triple digits, which sucks because there's a new cluster in a church a down church, south. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody I know who lives in Ulsan, which is a city uh, it's near, near Busan, so it's about three hours south of Seoul. Mm-hmm. And she was super pissed off. I said, How are you doing? And she said, Oh, you know, these churches won't stop. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, exactly. I guess they really believe in healing power. That's nice. But stop spreading it to everybody else. Right. We're waking up to new cancellations and rises in infections every day. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks got it. Idris yeah. Elba got it. Right. Yeah, definitely. All that melanin keeps the virus away is is canceled like everything else. Right. Yeah. There's a senator who said one of their staffers were, were tested positive. Mm-hmm. So now it's in, it's in the U.S. Capitol. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, the pre- president yeah. of Brazil has, has it. it? Yeah. Trump may have it. Trump got a lot of stuff. He, I don't know <laughs> if the, the Rona has any place to land, but <laughs> it, needs, it needs to land. Uh, well, you, you know, what? Stop, let me not do that. Let's not do that. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do that. But you know, coronavirus, do your thing. Yeah, the way anyway. that the way that he's responded mm-hmm. to this crisis, it, it may really kill his chance of reelection, no matter how bad Biden is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Every cloud has a silver lining, I guess. But yeah, it's really disappointing to watch this. Well, the other thing that's interesting about this is Americans, we're really different, man. Mm. Because I, 
It never occurred to me to think that this was some sort of weird conspiracy theory or anything. But I keep seeing posts for people that I personally know Mm -hmm. who are like, well, I don't know anybody who has the coronavirus. I think it's just the government. And I'm like, "Uh, yo, yo, hey, guess what? I live right next to China. It's real. Stay your butt home. (laughs) Like it's these really interesting. We're really different. Like the whole panic buying and how Americans are buying guns and um, Italians are singing to each other from balconies. Right. And Americans are buying more guns and toilet paper. Right. It's real weird. We are a really different kind of people to be a developed country. Different breed, man. We are. I mean, that's great sometimes, but I don't know if it's great in times of catastrophe. We all have that frontier spirit in us still, don't we? It's like we we made jazz. Yeah. And then we're like we made jazz. dead as soon yeah, exa- as uh, Exactly. We <laughs> made jazz and we made drops. the militia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on politics today, but one thing that I am afraid of is how authoritarian governments may become in the face of these crises as blurs there are plenty of comic books and stories movies tv shows where these things happen um v for vendetta true was, yeah was, that's actually yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um not saying that the government made this virus to gain more power but mm-hmm. they can take advantage of these things right um crime think uh, C-R-I-M-E-T-H-I-N-C has a great article called Against the Coronavirus and the Opportunism of the State. And I want to read an excerpt that I really liked. And I, want you all, well, nah, and I want you all to think about it. From one side, our lives are threatened by a new virus. From the other side, our freedom is menaced by nationalists and authoritarians intent on using this opportunity to set new precedents for state intervention and control. If we accept this dichotomy between life and freedom, we will continue paying the price long after this particular pandemic has passed. At this point, the strategy of the authorities is not aimed at protecting people from the virus so much as controlling the pace at which it spreads so that it doesn't overwhelm their infrastructure. As in so many other aspects of our lives, crisis management is the order of the day. Our rulers don't intend to preserve the lives of everyone affected by the virus. They already wrote off concern for the destitute long before this crisis began. Rather, they are determined to preserve the current structure of society and their perceived legitimacy within it. Well, that's a very valid point. That wording and that presentation without any call to action is exactly why Americans are buying guns instead of singing songs to each other off of balconies. It's true. It's uh, again, it's a very good point. It's a very good set of facts and analysis. But there needs to be this is my beef with a lot of the stuff that comes out of American progressive politics. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a call to action and some sort of understanding of people Mm -hmm. and not just a spouting of kind of what I know about systems. And I will get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. on today. That same website has another article. It is titled uh, Surviving mm-hmm. the the Virus. But we'll get to that a little bit mm-hmm. later. I just want to present some examples. Oh, and, sure. and, and you've already talked about uh, how Americans are going crazy buying these guns. But mm-hmm. looking at the government now, uh, the U.S. government pumped, what, $1.5 trillion into Wall Street. Mm-hmm. But where's that money for the poor working class? Right. Yeah. Um, AOC showed that that, amount of money could have paid for all student debt. Of course. And then some. Yeah. There's a growing campaign to forgive that debt. Uh, Congressman Katie Porter had to fight tooth and nail to get the CDC to waive fees for coronavirus yeah. testing. Yeah. But, but treatment is not free. Yep. And, and it's once, very expensive. Yeah. 
And once this crisis is over, the healthcare system will go back to the status quo, leaving millions mm-hmm. uninsured or underinsured. Mm-hmm. Money and resources will largely stay in the hands of the elite few mm-hmm. and not the poor and middle class. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney yeah. has proposed a $1,000 UBI a month for citizens. Bernie proposed 2000 mm-hmm. The idea is getting traction, but it certainly won't pass before Trump's near trillion dollar stimulus like Obama's and it will more likely, more than likely, go to Wall Street than working people. Yeah, of course, because that. Well, yeah, because that's who pays for campaigns, and that who that's who actually puts their money where their mouth is in a very literal sense. True. But again, I these are these are great points. But we, I think that if we are going to think in this direction, we also need to talk about how we're going to. What are we going to do? Sure. Like, how do we continue in a point where we do not wind up screwing ourselves over because of this situation? I think the the authoritarianism is a very valid concern, but I mm-hmm. think it's a bigger concern not in America so much because even though nine eleven happened and we had a more we had a introduction of more authoritarian policies after it, mm-hmm. uh, we still fly everywhere we want to. Uh, so I think it's more of a concern in in developing countries. I, for example, Vietnam right now mm-hmm. has done a wonderful job um, handling the virus. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at some of their the pronounce the pronouncements that have happened, and mm-hmm. I do wonder what's going to happen afterwards, especially when it comes to freedom of movement in and out of Vietnam. I have a friend who's she's Vietnamese right mm-hmm. there, and her husband is not. But I have been kind of asking her, and she's not necessarily concerned. But we have talked about that. Same for China as far as freedom of movement goes. Uh, there's a lot of kind of really interesting things happening in countries that are not already developed, if that makes any sense, or the countries that are developing. Oh, you're, mm-hmm. you're totally right. But even some that are developed mm-hmm. are are bordering on scary. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in America, ICE still doing raids. Yeah. The German police have invaded refugee centers. Mm-hmm. France has followed Italy with mandatory lockdowns for the next mm-hmm. 15 days. You literally have to print out papers mm-hmm. to show one of the 100,000 police officers on the street mm-hmm. why you're out there. Right. Now, of course, it's not totally crazy. You can still shop for food and medicine. Mm-hmm. You can help a loved one or neighbor. You can mm-hmm. get repairs done at your house. Yeah. You can exercise. You can take your kids and dogs out. It's not that dystopian yet, mm-hmm. but that can change. Who knows? Right, yeah. It's just I think it's, it's wise to be vigilant, sure. just not hysterical. Sure, Speaking absolutely. Speaking of which... Let me give a quick uh, shout out here. Please. Haymarket.com. If you go to Haymarket Books, their website, they're giving away 10 ebooks right now, and they're all kind of social justice focused. Mm. So you have things like eco socialism. You've got Angela Davis's, uh, what's this? Oh, the new book she wrote. I can't remember the name of it, but check Haymarket.com. There's a book there called No One Is Illegal, which I really highly recommend about uh, the ideas and socialization of refugees in society, specifically focusing on the U.S.-Mexico border. Check, did, the, check the site. Did you spell Haymarket? It's H-E-Y? Uh, no, no, no. H-A-Y-M-A-R-K-E-T. Okay. Yeah, Haymarket Books. I'm on it. Google it, and you can download 10 free books. They should be free through the end of May, actually. Before I get to a couple of solutions, or mm-hmm. not solutions, but some, some things to think about. Yeah. I want to read an, this last tweet, and it kind of put things into perspective for me, mm-hmm. specifically for back home. Mm-hmm. Someone asked if we've ever witnessed something like this before, and she she wanted an answer from a historian only. And at Kevin M. Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, said, we've experienced part of this before, just never at once. 
As others have noted, it's like the Spanish flu of 1918 and the stock market crash of 1929 at the same time, but overseen by Harding's total incompetence plus Nixon's pettiness and paranoia. Oh, gosh. It's like disaster Voltron. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if cute's the right word, but that's an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, we are in unprecedented times for sure. Um, well, well, no. I mean, that whole example says that these are precedented, so we should have at, an idea at, of what we could do. Not at once. Of course, yeah, of I course. Think, I, I yeah. think that's mm-hmm. what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I was reading some things. I haven't been able to research everything because I had so much to prepare for for this show. But while we're social distancing, mm-hmm. isolation is not the key we should really be getting together and so there were there were two things i read about again on crime think and it was an article called surviving the coronavirus and number one is form an affinity group so this means a small group of people that you trust who share day-to-day life who you share day-to-day life with all whom share similar risk factors and levels of risk toleration they don't have to necessarily live in your building but if your group is too small, you'll get isolated. And this is especially important for older people. And it's especially a problem if you get sick. But if your group is too big, you'll face needless risk of infection. So with this group, talk with each other until you arrive at a set shared of expectations as to how you will engage with the risk of contagion with each other. And by establishing this security culture, you get caution, connection, and a sense of security as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be your family. It could be Neighbors, friends, and not everybody has family they can rely on. But I exactly. think that everybody has a community, and this is a good time to rely on your community, yes. whatever that might be. Fortify it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Build it. If you don't, if you don't have it at all, mm-hmm. start. Yeah, I'm a big fan of communication, but not necessarily over talking expectations in a community. So I think that while it's very good to mm-hmm. talk about risks and expectations, I also think that if you already have a community, it's enough to simply speak to your community about the fact that you are there for each other mm-hmm. and let expectations and boundaries evolve as they may. Sure. Instead of uh, so you know that I think that's sure. definitely it isn't helpful. like mm-hmm. write a constitution right exactly. now. Exactly. No, yeah. Don't do all not. that. No, don't no, get no, don't no, get no. too deep into it. No, but no, you know, no, no. do rel- you, you have a community? You have friends? You have family? let them know that you are there for them and try and find out who is there for you. Sure. And just building upon that, build a network of other affinity groups. Um, There could be a time where, especially with all the craziness, people are buying guns and machetes. Mm -hmm. Um, Who knows what's going to happen? What access internet could be cut off? Who knows? Building affinity groups, it's it's the decentralized practice of reciprocal care, as we're talking about here, right. mm-hmm. via which participants in a network make sure that everyone gets what they need mm-hmm. so that everyone has a reason to be invested in everyone else's well-being. Sure. It's not a... Go ahead. I was just going to say, but let's not borrow trouble because the the likelihood that the internet and utilities will be shut off is extremely low. Sure. These people are all, people are all still going to work. People who can work from home are working from home or are transitioning to that. But a lot of people are still out there, service workers, sure. uh, workers, uh, utility workers, public works workers are all still actually going to work and doing these things. So let's not borrow trouble and jump to dystopia. This is part of the problem, in my opinion. Like, okay. where it's not a dystopia yet. Sure, sure. It's very unlikely that it will be a dystopia. Don't let The Walking Dead mess you up, okay? Get a spike bat. No, just yeah, exactly. Don't do all that. Okay? Leather coat. Understand that. Okay, grow be prepared. I think you should be prepared for the worst, but live in the best. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And that's 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 really it, guys. Like, 
Don't let isolation make you cold. I mean, we talked about this on the last show. Don't make it make you cold, make you crazy. Connect with your people. And just to update on our situation up here, we already talked about when schools are presumably going to go back. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, South Korea is no longer the second in the world for most cases. We are at present, and the still in the top five, we're at number five, but U.S. is climbing high mm-hmm. to bump us off probably within the next couple of days. Yeah, probably tomorrow, to be honest, Yeah, with the introduction of new testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, South Korea test people at the fastest rate in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and that's helped keep the fatality rate low. So yeah. and it's because they track people. I mean, like I this is something that's been interesting. I've talked to a couple of people about it. We're mm-hmm. probably going to bring that up. Sorry, mm-hmm. but so one of the things that South Korea does is if somebody tests positive for the virus, they go through all of their public records and some of their private records as well. Things like cell phone usage, the Wi-Fi, and uh, what is it? What's it called? Uh, GPS on the mm-hmm. cell phone. They look at all the records for your bank card to find out where you were, and then they go back and backtrack and sterilize the places where you were. And also let people in your in the neighborhood know that an infected person was there. So then all of those people are encouraged to go get tested. And because it's free or low cost, things are much easier. Uh, but at the same time, I, I always thought, well, wasn't that a negative for personal privacy? And everybody who I've asked here, all of the Korean people who I've asked, is like, well, they're not actually giving out personal information they're just saying that it is that somebody who was infected was at XYZ place. And there's so many people here. It's very difficult to know. But there is a funny example. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this? Look. So there was a guy who apparently went to the red light district and used his card and his information. And because all of the information of where he was um, was kind of put out, people were in the area were able to piece together who it was Ooh. who did this. And he's probably going to get a divorce. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but so since then, they've kind of backed up on some of the details. So they'll say things like a convenience store in the area mm. as opposed to the convenience store at XYZ Apartments. Mm. So it's kind of an interesting thought. Yeah. And an interesting system. It's been extremely effective. I don't know about you, but I feel really safe here. I'm not no, really worried about catching totally. anybody. If I catch the virus, I know I'll have the really good treatment. And I'm not that worried about catching it because everybody's being very safe, very cautious. But there haven't been any draconian pronouncements from above. Right. Like, of nobody's, not. Nothing's been forced to be shut down. Nobody's being sure. forced to stay home. But people are making positive choices totally. for the most part. This, as you said, mm-hmm. just America's a different breed. Completely. We are really different. We're just, I think we're not used to being taken care of by our government. And I also, we're not. (laughs) And we don't know how to demand that either. Uh, And I also think that, again, we have that frontier spirit in us. Uh, Most of America is still rural. So a lot of people are still kind of in that frontier spirit. They're very much get off my property. Most of America is still rural, very much in this, this land is my land. It is not your land kind of mentality. And that really comes out when we, when we face a catastrophe. But at the same time, I've heard lovely stories of people helping each other, communities forming, people really doing things to, and that's often coming from the rural areas, quote unquote, where we tend to kind of blame militias on. I think it's a specific kind of weirdo that does this in America. But I think that because proportionately America is such a big country, I think it also it it's numerically enough to worry about at the same time. But again, don't jump to dystopia, y'all. No. It's not that serious. We're at the tail end of this. And I can tell you from the other side of the coronavirus panic, it will be okay. Just don't panic, okay? Don't panic. Don't buy all the toilet paper. Coronavirus doesn't cause diarrhea. We're okay. You will not poo yourself to death. It's also important okay. to note that we're <laughs> that Korea is far denser. 
Much denser, than, exactly. Than anywhere exactly. in America. Exactly. So if we can get through this. Mm-hmm. Precisely. But you made a great point mm-hmm. about not being used to the government taking care of us and mm-hmm. we not demanding it. So, right. I mean, again, you know me, the radical. It's, you know, crises can be scary, but they can also birth revolution and not in the mm-hmm. sense of like vote and Bernie, but like in the sense of actually how we reimagining how we see ourselves, Very how we see so. our communities, how we see our government. I mean, mm-hmm. you already have conservatives like Mitt Romney, like, hey, let's do this UBI thing, which is a Mitt radical Romney, idea. Yeah, but Mitt Romney actually has a track record of doing that occasionally. Okay. He's not, this isn't, I wasn't surprised. If, I, if any Republican was going to do it, it was going to be Romney. Okay. So that's not a huge thing. Okay. But, you know, you do, have you ever read anything by Adrienne Marie Brown? No. She's, uh, well, a social theorist, I'll call mm-hmm. her. But she's got a great book called Emergent Strategy. And in that book, she talks about having a positive imagination. She says, mm-hmm. we're in an imagination battle. Mm-hmm. We lack the ability right now to imagine a positive future for ourselves. And sometimes it takes great tragedy to make that happen. Absolutely. And she uses a lot of the work of Octavia Butler, mm-hmm. the grand dame of science fiction. Um, the I think the, one of, well, the first black woman to win a Hugo Award. The second is N.K. Jemison, the heir to her throne. Uh, but uh, she, Octavia Butler, her famous parable series is about a dystopic America who, ironically enough, the President of America in those books, his slogan is Make America Great Again, which is creepy, but interesting because she died long before Trump ever was a thing. Mm -hmm. And these books were written in the 80s and 90s. Anyway, so in this book, there's a huge kind of dystopic event. America is devastated, but out of that comes a positive imagination, a Mm. hope for a better future. Now, I've already said this is not a dystopia Put the gun down. Stop buying all the toilet paper. You don't need to eat dog food yet. Just stay in your house, listen to music, read a book, chill, make community. But this kind of event, like you said, can create a positive imagination. We can see how things should be better and we can begin to enact that. And that, I think, is where our our focus needs to be politically and socially in terms of justice and in terms of policy. Yes. I mean, slowly... All across the world, we're, we're seeing these structures kind of bend. Big talk about forgiving the student debt. There's just talk about this UBI. There's talk about many things. Freezing rent mm-hmm. or lowering it, All you know, all mm-hmm. kind of things that we thought, oh, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. But now that the system is really being strained, we're mm-hmm. seeing how false these things really are. Right. I think that, you know, as we're sitting in our houses, well, not me, because I'm going out sometimes, not a lot. But, you know, as we're as we're... Self-isolating, et cetera. Yeah. Um, while you're sitting and if you're thinking and if you if you're I this is my challenge to y'all, blurred up mm-hmm. listeners and other other folk. My challenge is while you're sitting and you're thinking, the minute you start to panic, the minute you start to have these feelings of worry and dystopia, and you start thinking, Oh my God, Rick Grimes, where is he? I need him, help. Or, you know, you start reenacting scenes from World War Z in your living room before you get to that point or when you feel like you're getting to that point. I want you to stop and think, how can I take this positive imagination? How can I take these things that I want to see change? What can I do realistically once this is over? What can I do to make these things reality? That's my challenge to y'all blurred up listeners. By the way, I don't know if any of y'all do this, but my side job is I'm a social justice lecturer and I also teach cultural studies. So I'm going to stop preaching now, but you know, that brought a little of the nerd out of me. So let's keep going. Mm -hmm. And on that subject, while you're self-quarantining yourself, besides listening to our great content, we Mm -hmm. recommend just, as you said, self-improvement, imagination. Marquita shared a great article Mm -hmm. from Free 
codecamp.org. That lists courses from Ivy League schools that you can take for free. Mm -hmm. You can find courses on computer science, data science, programming, humanities, business, art and design, science, social sciences, health and medicine, engineering, mathematics, education and teaching, and personal development. Right. Check it out. I have to say, the academic and arts communities have stepped up. There's so much beautiful free content. Follow us. We're sharing a bunch. Well, follow Blurred Up. We're sharing a bunch, or rather, Brendan is, because I'm not. But um, (laughs) also follow my page, Equal Opportunity Reader. I'm sharing a lot of free books. There's a lot of free content. If you want the Haymarket link, that's up on Equal Opportunity Reader right now. Netflix Mm -hmm. is doing the the party thing. Exactly. Netflix is doing Watch parties. Erica Badu is doing a free $1 streaming concert. Yeah. Mark Rebier, if y'all know him, he's this kind of goofy white dude who kind of does all these this, this live sequencing. He's real funky, oh, yeah, though. Yeah. He's doing he's cool. a series of live streaming concerts on Facebook. There's the art uh, Bandcamp right Bandcamp, now. Bandcamp, right is uh well do you want to say it what's Bandcamp doing okay so so Bandcamp right now is doing this great thing where they're giving all of the profits to the artists so if you were worried about your musician friends which I am shout out other black y'all thinking of you um if you are worried about your artist friends buy some of their music on Bandcamp and they will be getting 100% of the profits because Bandcamp is as my friend calls them the world's greatest records though so I love Bandcamp Mm mm-hmm love Bandcamp. Yep. I get a lot of my like hip hop instrumentals off there mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And also there's a lot of sorry, keep going. There's a lot of really interesting social initiatives. The Chickasaw Nation is doing free lunches. Shout out to my indigenous peeps. Uh, the Chickasaw Nation is doing free lunches. They're in every city. I know in Denver, in Albuquerque, in Seattle, there's do a search online. Uh, there's a lot of initiative for people who need help are signing up to ask for it. People who can give help are giving help. There's a lot of initiatives for students, for teachers to help students online. People are donating their time, their resources. We're kind of being a bit extremist ourselves and talking about Americans getting guns, which is true, but there's a lot of other good stuff happening and you can really find that. So don't feel like you need to panic. Enact your positive imagination. Yes. Find the places to help. Find the people who can help. Okay. Be the change you want to see. Womp womp. Okay. It's real. I know, but it, it's it's a platitude. But it's, it's a real, real platitude. Real. But okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could either get guns and cause chaos, or you could search out these positive initiatives. It's not and... necessarily that cut and dry. I'm sure there's a dude who is just watching Pornhub for 30 days straight. <laughs> I'm sure Pornhub's cutting cutting rates too. <laughs> <laughs> probably try premium for what I don't oh, know oh gosh who knows I you know mean, yeah. we, were, we were talking about uh, Mar- Marquita was talking about there's like a coronavirus themed porn I never got a chance I to watch that, that yeah but, I saw uh, that link I don't intend to watch that but I mean hey look there are markets and everything apparently okay mm-hmm. we Let's need to stop on. talking about Pornhub next next anyway okay. it's, it's ironic that there's such an anti not it's large but there is an anti-Asian racism out there mm. when it's Asian countries showing the world how to fight this thing. Very much so. Yeah. Speaking of fighting viruses in Asia, let's move on to Kingdom Season 2. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh. No, you sound like me. Wow. Okay. This, must, this was I, a thing. <laughs> I think we're going to agree on this. Probably. Mm-hmm. I thought the show was... It started off entertaining enough, but like the first season... It just goes way into WTF territory with some of the plot choices. And just to let you guys know, this is going to be a full spoiler discussion. So if you haven't seen it, skip ahead. If you don't mind the spoilers, here we go. Do you want to start off first? Or? 
Uh, no, go ahead. Because I think, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I gotta, I gotta, like, you know, I gotta, I gotta kamehameha it up. Come sure. On, keep going. <laughs> give it, give the, yeah. uh, the other uh, mm-hmm. spirit bomb charge. Right. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I didn't have enough time to rewatch season one, mm-hmm. so I was a little confused when this started. Mm. I remember that the zombies were no longer active at night and that the zombie king's new wife and her fam were plotting to take over the throne. Mm-hmm. But I had forgotten all the names of the characters and the locations. Even though I live in Korea, given the number of characters and locations, it, it might as well be Narnia to me, honestly. <laughs> um, I can't keep track of everyone. Uh, there's a council of elders who wear the same uniforms and have similar facial hair. There's a guy who looks like a, a Korean Carl Urban. Did you catch that, dude? I did not. I'll have to show you a picture later okay, on. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I really I like the prince. I like his more athletic tiger tracker dude. He was badass. Mm-hmm. I, I wish he had more of a presence, mm-hmm. but there were just, again, too many characters to juggle. Mm-hmm. Also, given how they ride horses, there's never a good sense of time in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Korea's small, but it's not that small. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, how far does it take to get from one place to another so fast? And does anyone sleep? No. Yeah. Or eat. Yeah. Yeah. All it is is just fight, 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 fight. Yeah. yeah. Fight and literally run from one mm-hmm. city. They, yeah. I, I think in the first episode, they literally ran on foot from mm-hmm. one place, to an, like from one city to another. Remember okay. that part? In this season, like this whole season, they run so much. Like every 10 seconds, it seems like they are running from something or to something or running from one city to another city. And it's just like, wow, this is like the Olympic marathon team. Oh, my gosh. They're like a, a group of Tom Cruise's. Totally, because it seems like they don't have. A, it's really interesting because I didn't notice it until towards the end of the season, and I was like, "Oh, they're running again!" Like they just run everywhere. Everywhere. I want to get to some of the crazy stuff in the show because honestly, yeah. the basic plot is really not that important to me. I want yeah. I want to talk about the, the crazy stuff that I thought mm-hmm. stood out. Number one. Just in case somebody's listening who hasn't watched it, though, we should talk a little bit about the basic plot. Basically, this is a Korean drama, but it's it's like a, one of those saga historical dramas, only it's about zombies. So you have the old, the ancient Korean court with all of its formalities and frills and fripperies, but there are zombies coming to eat everybody. And of course, because this is ancient Korea, zombies not a concept. So these are monsters. They're never called zombies. They have a whole uh, separate mythology and the way that people deal with them. It's similar to the concept of zombie, but it's dealt with a little differently because it's very rooted in ancient Korean culture. So it's a great concept. I was really excited to see the first season and I really liked it. But mm-hmm. the second season, like you said, it has a lot of craziness in face. it. For anyone who's curious about how they become zombies, it's more similar to the Sony game The Last of Us, mm-hmm. where the you know the ant uh, cordyceps... Mm-hmm evolved into just taking over yeah. people's brains but this is not or, similar yeah or if you're not a, a console gamer like me then it's like the book the girl with all the gifts oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i saw that movie uh, it's a little different it's a similar but it's okay. the the book and the movie are really different in my okay. opinion anyway same same idea though mm-hmm. okay so yeah let me get to a couple things that i thought were wild number one it starts with my man the the aging badass warrior who entered the kingdom and went to lift that barrier to allow the prince to escape his zombie dad. Mm-hmm. He got shot dozens of times, mm-hmm. like looking like a piece of Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. He goes down, mm-hmm. and then he manages to get back up, and with his strength, he lifts the barrier up, stumbles in, mm-hmm. manages to come up with a plan to convince the palace that zombies exist, and told the prince. Mm-hmm. And you're like, bruh, this is... yeah. 
Now, I will say, do you watch Korean dramas? Not at all. Okay, I watch a few of them, not a lot, because it's they're, they tend to be a bit repetitive. Yeah. They're amusing, but they're a little bit repetitive yeah. in storylines. Now, a lot of the things that they do in here are going to be annoying to those of us who watch a lot of science fiction, speculative fiction kind of shows, including mm-hmm. zombie shows, mm-hmm. because it's done in a very K-drama kind of way, including some of the overdramaticness. So. Not as dramatic as this next one. Mm-hmm. The prince's friend mm-hmm. who betrayed him. Mm-hmm. He gets shot with an arrow, but mm-hmm. not in a vital place. Okay. He fights some soldiers, pumped, pumped up on adrenaline, and beats most of them. Swing in the arm in which he got shot. Right. <laughs> he gets stabbed through the stomach, mm-hmm. and right as he gets up, he's shot with five more arrows. Mm-hmm. Freezing the frame, there's at least one lung punctured, maybe even multiple times. Yeah. Spine is probably hit. He goes down, finally, barely has the strength to tell the nurse to go. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts back later. This dude has gotten up and, and walked, walked miles, to a tree. Yes. Okay, I would say miles. I would say, mm-hmm. I would say he walked about two hundred meters to this tree. Right. He goes down again. Either way, he went. He went into the woods. For it was ridiculous. God only knows why. It was why. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He goes down, and so for me, I, I guess, oh, the prince will find him dead and cry. Mm-hmm. Nope. This dude is still alive mm-hmm. and has the strength to apologize to the prince and tell him the plot points he needs. Of course. To keep going. Of course. But again, that's very K-drama style. There's very Korean drama style. It's ridiculous, but it's very much in the style. It's like a very over-the-top Korean drama. It was yeah. super extra. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, the prince is like, hey, what's up? Hey. He's like, oh, hey, man. I'm I'm sorry I messed up, your highness. I, I'm so stupid. But... By the way, there's like a lot of pregnant women in this place. I think the queen's plotting on some there. You should, you should go, go check that out, bro. Uh, oh, my wife's there too, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, um, I have some like picture scrolls un- under the bed. And I, I need you to, to take care of that for me. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah and the whole dies. time he's just dying. Yeah, it's really strange. It was, and it, and I'm talking mm-hmm. quick, but mm-hmm. it was like he would talk and then put mm-hmm. his head down yeah. and then pop back up and just keep talking. I'm like, dude, just die. Yeah, Jesus it was like a full Christ. 10 minutes of that episode. It took a, it was a death scene. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. But then a lot of the death scenes were really drawn out like that. Like they wanted you to, to know that these people were dead. Another thing that was interesting, I don't know if you noticed this, but everybody had like magic ears because there were a lot of scenes where people would be talking about some, something, whispering about something in a room. And then somebody else would walk in and just continue the conversation from where they ended. And I'm like, how did you know what they were talking about? Right. What do you, how do you know what's going on? Right. I want to talk about that that uh, final battle at the frozen lake. Mm. But before we get there, remember when they, they cut their hands Mm -hmm. and apparently the the zombies turn into Wolverine because they can just smell blood that easily. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they cut their hands. They can still hold swords. Of course. And fight this big horde of zombies. Mm -hmm. um, That cowardly Cho clan guy Mm -hmm. fought a zombie and it vomited liters of blood on his face and in his mouth. Yeah, he didn't get sick at all. He just whined and cried and got up. That whole plan though, the minute that they started shooting arrow, the fiery arrows into the little house in the middle of the lake, I thought, what y'all going to do? So you're going to shoot the, the ice and then you are also going to drown? I don't understand what this is meant to do. There was, It seemed like a very counterproductive plan. There's this whole theme of kind of sacrifice going through this season, which really didn't work, I think, the I way it was meant to. I completely agree. And there's one mm-hmm. at the very end that we definitely mm-hmm. going to talk about. But yeah, like, yeah, using the guns to shoot 
through meters of ice Mm -hmm. just seemed like an extremely stupid idea. And then when that wasn't enough, the prince decided to punch the ice himself multiple times. Right. And then he slams a zombie into Mm -hmm. it and finally breaks. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to rewind that because almost all the warriors were taken down by multiple zombies. Mm-hmm. So I just find it ridiculous that they all fell into the water mm-hmm. without any serious body injuries. Mm-hmm. They all just fell into freezing cold water mm-hmm. for a decent amount of time mm-hmm. and got out of it without freaking out about it. They just kind of just put their hands up on the ice. Like, yeah. Oh, the one cowardly it, guy says, yeah. Well, they have that whole thing where like, the okay. This is the thing. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who is Korean about this late last night because we were both like, what is this nonsense? Right. And so apparently the zombie, the zombie virus isn't really a virus. It's a worm. Right. And the worm hates water and fire. Right. But not hot water for some reason. Only it doesn't make any sense. But so I just thought, wait a minute, it's a worm that hates water. So the first rainy season, everybody's going to be fine. What are you talking about? So like when they're submerged in water, Mm. the worms just like wiggle out of their bodies and then they're fine. What? I was very confused by that. So then they go in this, so they fall in the ice water, the worms come out of their bodies, and then they kind of come out, and they don't even seem to understand what's happened. The guy just says, how did we survive that? And then they go on to the next thing, right. the cowardly guy. And they also don't acknowledge that the prince probably destroyed his hand trying to punch a lake. Right. Yeah, and okay, the first guy that they do this whole submerging the, into water to get rid of the zombie worms thing, yeah. He had his face bitten off. So worms are no worms. He should not be walking around and able to talk. And like, and this was this was the Joseon era. I don't care how good traditional uh, Asian medicine is. That's an infection and you're going to die. And he's dead. Right, yeah. And it was exactly. like it was covered up. He was just walking around like, hey, what's Exactly, up? yeah. He just had this o- this, this giant open wound on his face and he's walking like around running things. His face. Ridiculous, yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It was very dramatic. And there's a lot of great visual moments oh, in yeah. this. Like it's really a beautifully put together series. I think he's well, was, it was noticeably better to me. But. It was, but it's because the story hung better. So mm. the moment, the beautiful moments mattered more. Okay, yeah. But for this one, it's, I mean, it's all right, but it was, it had some beautiful moments, but the story was just, it was just kind of dull. And then, like you said, nobody really had much of a personality. Everybody was kind of one note tropes. Like you had rifle guy and cowardly guy and old guy and the prince who was very stiff. Hero prince man. Yeah, hero prince man. Exactly. How do you feel about the baby being bitten only once by the, the horde of zombies. Yeah, I when yeah, that was weird because I thought, oh well, that baby just got munched on, but apparently they were like, oh oh, I don't like the taste. I don't like the taste. It's too fresh, and babies. then they dropped it. Ugh. Yeah, babies. I'm not, a, I'm not a monster. Yeah, right. Like, ugh, what? So they just yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, if a horde of zombies are descending upon a baby, mm. wouldn't they just tear that thing to pieces? You'd think because they tear they tore the well. No, they didn't. She was she got up as a zombie, later. which is stupid. I mean, I, it, mm-hmm. it was dumb. I I really hated the prince's decision to let that kid run the country too. Yeah. I'm like, he felt guilty about killing mm-hmm. his zombie dad. It mm-hmm. it really just didn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I think also just they were clearly trying to set it up for a season three, mm. but they did it in a way where like now I don't. Re- OK, so the first season was all about setting up the concept. The mm-hmm. second season should have had a story that hung together on its own. But yeah. it seemed like they were just setting up more concept in order to have a season three. Right. And now I'm not interested in season three. I totally so, agree with you. Yeah. Like that prince had every ounce of clout to do whatever mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. because he saved the country from this infection. Mm-hmm. Did he forget that that baby was stolen from his homie's mother? Exactly. Like, that's not even his blood relative. It's his homie's... Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's his homie's boy. And now she's still so, a servant? Yeah. Like, she can't even, like, yeah. raise her child? Yeah, that's like, so I, weird. I'm like, dude, I, why did you make this to choice? To be honest, I completely... Mi- I thought she died. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw her at the end, I'm like, this is going to cause problems later. Yeah, why would you do that? messed up. Yeah. She knows that's her kid. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, he's off wearing his beard of sorrow and solitude with the nurse at his side, fighting the zombies that still exist, even though, again, the first time there's a rainy season, all the worms flood out of everybody and everybody's fine. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah. Also, I completely forgot that all of this started with cannibalism, and it made me uncomfortable in the first season. Oh, right, But yeah. it really made me uncomfortable when they called back to it so casually in this season. It was very yucky. I forgot about that part, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they foiled really good potential mm-hmm. in Waste of the Characters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it looks great, but it just wasn't, the story wasn't great. Yeah. Are you enjoying this show so far? You know, I've had a few folks come up to me and they ask, Oh, Brendan, how can I get into podcasting? I hear your podcast and it makes me want to try it too. I'm glad you asked. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming services. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R period F-M to get started. Speaking of wasted potential, uh oh, the long-awaited album by Jay Electronica has come. <sighs> yeah, we might be uh, in agreement on this too. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. What do you think? You know, this is especially personal to me because actually Jay Electronica and I have the same birthday. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any like famous uh, celebrity? birthday shares abraham lincoln which is not really that helpful february the 12th 12th mm-hmm. okay yeah i'm with uh jeremy irons oh cool adam west interesting yeah. mm-hmm. and hermione granger is that her name or no, you no, mean no, emma no. watson or hermione no, no, no. in the actual oh, harry okay. potter like universe her oh. birthday is september 19th oh wow interesting and cool. for the and for the naruto fans out there nagato mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's. I'm totally nerding out here. That's let's get fine. Back to yeah. It. Uh-huh. You know, if you're old enough to remember Exhibit C, mm. this came out at the end of 2009, the mm. same year that Barack Obama got inaugurated, right. or was inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Exhibit C hinted at the rise of an amazing MC, maybe a new king of rap, signaling a new era in rap. Then it was paired with that trailer for Boondock Season 3 the following year. Do you remember that trailer? I do, yeah. And I remember that season, too. So, yeah. We were all shook. Mm. But it's been 11 years, y'all. And this is his first studio album, isn't it? Jeez. We've only gotten some singles, verses, and a few rants, mm-hmm. uh, but not a full project. He even dissed Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. after he released The Pimp a Butterfly, saying, Kendrick would tell you himself he couldn't body me. Kendrick is my son. Kendrick is my baby. Kendrick wishes he could be me. This seems like, that seemed like such a one-sided beef. I mean, Kendrick wasn't coming for Jay Electronica. Not, was he? Not not before that. Mm-hmm. After, yeah. But I mean, he was just starting fights for no reason. Well, you know what? It, I could be wrong, but I, on the 2013 Control mm-hmm. song, I want to say Kendrick was calling out everyone. Oh, okay. But not in the sense of like, it was more of like a, mm-hmm. a gentlemanly, like, let's just be better. I don't think he was right. like yeah. but going I could, that hard. Yeah, exactly. I just kind of felt like Jay Electronica said all that and Kendrick was somewhere where like, who? Well, you say that, but mm-hmm. it is believed that K-Dot responded to him mm. on track seven on 
Untitled and Master that came out in 2016. After reading the Wikipedia entry on Jay, <laughs> yeah. It's, and he says, you ninjas fear me like you fear God. Mm-hmm. You sound frantic. I hear panic in your voice. You know the mechanics of making your choice and riding your bars. Before you poke out your chest, loosen your bra. Before you step out in line and dance with the star. I can never end a career if it never start. Ouch. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Jay Leg apologized soon after. Uh, good, because really, who you don't start fights with folks you can't beat. Hmm. Now, a written testimony has released on title. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was pretty underwhelmed. Yeah. I was listening to it and I thought, you know, is it technically proficient? Yes. Yes. Is it culturally significant? Yes. Is it enjoyable? Is it though? Absolutely not. Is it culturally relevant? I think it is, but not to me. (laughs) That's the thing. Like the whole time I was listening, I mean, there's this, it reminded me very much of the reason why as a woman and as a blurred and as a black woman, sometimes I can't really, uh, there's a lot of hip hop that I'm like this, I'm sure this is good, but it's not for me. So I mean, that was kind of how I felt. I feel like if that album had come out when I was 25 and everybody was very much into wokeness and consciousness and it's inception and you know folks were very much trying to reclaim a positive pop culture ideal of blackness that would have been i would have been way more interested but it just it was very much like an outtake it was like the the album you get in a you remember how uh, record stores used to do those those two four packages mm. where you buy the album you wanted and there was another one attached to mm. this was like the album that would have been attached to dead Press's let's get free <laughs> it and I want to get to like just Jay Z's presence, but mm-hmm. it felt like Jay Leck was like, "Yo, I'm broke. Like, mm-hmm. help me carry this album yeah. so I can like just get some money for me and the family." Yeah. It it feels it feels like a mixtape he should have put out in 2010, exactly. as opposed to waiting 11 years to put out half of himself in this record. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I kept thinking every time Jay Z opened his mouth, I kept thinking Jay Z's almost 50. He might be older than 50 now, actually. But I kept thinking, oh, he's almost 50. Like, I've never thought of Jay-Z as old, but this, I did feel that way listening to this. You know what's yeah. interesting? Yeah. I told you that I share a birthday with Jay Electronica. Yeah. Jay-Z shares a birthday with my mother. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Y'all should do a mixtape. It we probably should. would be better than this. Undoubtedly. Well, yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll tell that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's just first off. Man, Jay-Z is on this way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one song where Jay-Z isn't rapping on it and that's beside the intro right which there, there's no one on it yeah like how can you call this a jay Leck album mm-hmm. especially after 11 years of waiting and yeah you're on half the half the record exactly it feels like they should have given themselves an like be like black star like you know yeah, talib like, kwali and and and, and uh, most of all what's his name now well, not most def uh y- y- yassine yassine Bey. yeah yassine bay or like uh kanye and uh kid cuddy yeah exactly kids Kid see ghost like just do that right yeah but even with that there there isn't a good back and forth or chemistry or focus like Watch the Throne. It sounded like they recorded in completely different cities in completely different studios with completely different producers. There's a there's a specific song where it feels like Jay-Z's just rapping from like, uh, was it on, on Needle Drop? Mm-hmm. He said, it, it sounds like he's rapping through a, a video game headset. Yeah, it does sound like Even that. Even the mixing was off. Exactly. Yeah, I hope he's rapping about wealth and dropping some jewels here or there. Mm-hmm. He, he sneaks in some lines about criticism of how he's not selling out to the NFL saying he's rich why would he need to do that well mm-hmm. I mean a lot of capitalists sell out people for more money like that's just kind of whatever but right and this was one of the points where I was like Jay-Z is almost 50 years old like I just kept thinking Jay-Z yeah. is kind of 
it was just two middle-aged black men talking about themselves to themselves yes. for however long that album yes. is. And they they're kind of 40 playing up the fact that they are from the hood as though they still live there and they clearly don't. It was just very disconnected and very, again, culturally significant in that, okay, this is an, these are old rappers who are still rapping and showing that this art form can belong to middle-aged people. But... It's for me. It wasn't. It didn't have any and, real value. And you don't have to be a woman to not appreciate it. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, you know, Jay Lek is still harping on the same NOI themes. Mm-hmm. He started a decade ago. It sounds stale. Yep. Um, as you said, he's good. He's a, he's a good technical rapper, but he's mm-hmm. not talking about anything that really speaks to the human experience. Um, yeah, well, yeah. maybe it does, but just not mine. And I guess that's what I kept thinking. Like this is not for me. There's probably somebody. There's some dude sitting at a corner store in Philadelphia right now who's loving this, but mm, that's not me. I think it just, it goes back to the lyrical, miracle, spiritual raps of just being technical <laughs> for, the, for the sake of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And sprinkling mm-hmm. a little like Hotep, Nation mm-hmm. of Islam uh, flavors in there. Mm-hmm. And, and for some folks, that's all mm-hmm. you need. Yeah, totally. Even if you're going to go into Islam, you know, Yasin Bey is mm-hmm. Muslim and Talib is, I believe, a Christian. I could be wrong. I don't actually know. Yeah, Maybe. But, it's hard to know, to be honest. But, but even yeah. 20 years ago when they mm-hmm. released Black Star and mm-hmm. Black on Both Sides mm-hmm. and uh, Train of Thought, mm-hmm. they were so much deeper than this. Yeah, and I think that it helps that they were without any sort of weird fringe. Well, I don't want to call the NOI a weird fringe group, but they kind of are. Um, and, you know, they, they were they were without sort of a specific, I don't know. Jay Electronica comes across as a little bit hotepy on this record. Absolutely. And that, that, so and the boring. Fact that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fact that Yasin Bey is an actual Muslim and not a member of the NOI, no judgment intended, but yes, judgment happening, uh, it makes his raps that much deeper and that much more culturally accessible, even if you are not a part of that particular culture or religion, than Jay Electronica, who really just sounds like he was talking to himself. And at the very least, most Talib make real statements. Mm-hmm. New World Water. Yeah. Uh, love. Yeah, they talk about things Umi outside says, of themselves. Brooklyn. Yeah, there's there's so many statements made. Mm-hmm. Fear not of man. This yeah. album, this album is just like I'm the best. I'm the best. I come from this mystic place. Mm-hmm. Something, something, something. It's like that funny ro- uh, robot chicken, and mm-hmm. the, the emperor was like something, something dark side. Yes, exactly. for Jay, like it's like something, something. Elijah, the, the great honorable yeah, exactly. Elijah Muhammad. Something, something. Myself. Yeah, the honorable mm-hmm. Louis Farrakhan. Something, something. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, it's lame. It's just he, I'm sorry, he, guys. Yeah, it's just so self-referential. I was disappointed. I really like Jay Electronica's older mixtapes. Mm-hmm. I never listened to whatever that was in 2009 because I was like, eh, meh, not for me. Mm-hmm. This, I was still like, eh, meh, not for me. But I gave it a listen and was like, yeah, I was right. Sorry. There were some cool bars. And I want to go to Jay-Z's first. And again, it's like Jay-Z outdid this dude on his own album. Mm-hmm. You're speaking on the kingdom. You better watch your tongue, sir. I send you where you never been. You forget where I'm from, sir. That gossip, I send ball heads. Lou gossip out the gun, sir. I'm brazy. I'm so brazen. I'm brazen in the sun, sir. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that worked out. All that, right. that was a yeah. good bar. But you know what's funny? As much as I hated these truncated metaphors that people like Lil Wayne and well, who is now kind of an old head himself, Lil Wayne and Drake do, mm-hmm. where they kind of name a thing and then name like one word that 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 sums up the idea that they're yeah, going yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I hated that when it became a trend in rap, it's become such a standard now that these these bars sound old fashioned to me. Huh. Yeah. Like I'm like, mm, okay, you're being way you're you're giving us way too much information here. It's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. The last track I liked 
the chorus or the bar from Jay-Z. I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again because Allah done called them home. So until we sing again, I got texts on my phone that'll never ping again. I screenshot them so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z is undeniably He's a master so of the craft. He's sure. just not saying anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the production, I don't know how you felt about it. I thought it was a little inconsistent. Yeah. Like I said, it sounded sometimes, especially when you had... And here's the other thing. Who went and got the dream out of his 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 Section 8 home <laughs> to sing. What was that about? Because they sounded, the, the th- when, on the tracks where it's the three of them, it's really noticeable. Mm-hmm. They sound like they're, again, recording in three separate studios with three separate producers at with three completely different concepts of the track. And then yeah. they just get put together and it just sounds real disjointed. It is. Like, are, do they know each other? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Jay-Z's like, Black Wealth, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot you. Jay-Z's, and, you know, Jay mm-hmm. is just like, Shabazz Shabazz and Elijah Muhammad and... <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Seeds and earth and bean pies. Like, what? Yeah. And then the dream is just like, I don't even know what he's doing. It's just yeah. weird. There's there's a, a weird song where this woman was singing on, mm. I think it was called Ezekiel's Wheel. And it was like, mm-hmm. I think it was the most, the hardest track to get through. It was long. Yeah. And was that a sample of something? I, I thought don't it, I don't know. know. I, I I really didn't yeah. like that song. It was later on in the in the album, so I had a really mm. I, by that point I was like, I just want to finish. Yeah. I just want to get done with this. Um my favorite tracks were Ghosts of Soldier Slim. I like that beat. Mm. It, it was it was a nice opener. It mm-hmm. the way I feel about this album is it was like when I started with, with Ghosts of Soldier Slim, I was like, okay, it's a good introduction. He's gonna talk about how great he is, and here's the introduction, and then We'll do something else. Yeah. But as it kept going, it was like kind of waiting to sneeze. And I never got that payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like Ghost Soldier Slim. I like Never Ending Story. Uh, I like the verse of Fruits of the Spirit. Besides the potential and prob- probable anti-Semitic line, our Heavenly Father, like Vince Staples said, we just wading in the water. My people out in Flint still bathing in the slaughter. Ice out here ripping families apart from the border. Satan so far, struck so, oh. Palestine with yet another martyr. Oh. And this is where, as you said, this mm-hmm. fringe group, cult, etc. I mean, you, you may yeah. argue that, oh, you know, maybe he's just talking about, you know, Israel's mm-hmm. government or something. But Louis Farrakhan is on this album. I was going to say, times. I didn't. I, my expectations were real low the minute I heard Louis Farrakhan as the, doing the for introduction. Basically, yeah. I wasn't expecting a lot uh, lyrically. But again, it is at that point. But that happens so often in mm. terms of hip hop albums, where there's definitely a in, uh, intense presence for something that just does not is not about me, myself, and I at all. That I just kind of uh, you know I don't always have high expectations, and I really didn't for this. But even so, it it certainly um, it, it was lower than those expectations. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, I liked his old mixtapes, but this yeah. was whatever. Like you could easily find speeches from less problematic people to feature on your albums, and mm-hmm. he did. He added nothing to this project. Well, again, I was gonna say that's the thing. Jay Electronica is a highly problematic person himself, and that was kind of the point of this album in a lot of ways. You know what's wild? Mm-hmm. One of the producers for one of the tracks is Jewish, uh, the Alchemist. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Like, I wonder what his reaction is. And maybe he had no idea this was going to be incorporated until. Was it, it? Did he produce that track? And an, I mean, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I could probably guess which track it was if I could listen to it right now because mm-hmm. it has that that sound. But yeah, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know that we necessarily get, need to get too much deeper into oh, this no, no, guy. Oh, no, no, no. It, it, yeah. it wasn't a bad project, but it definitely wasn't worth the wait. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really hold up to current projects from a thematic, lyrical, or right. production standpoint to me. I mean, I'll never listen to this again. True. But, I totally yeah. agree with mm-hmm. you. I may put Ghost of Soldier Slim on my, like, Serato to play mm-hmm. out at, mm-hmm. like, a party or, right. you know, whatever. Poor Jay Electronica. He thinks he's really important, does he? You know, he? on the... I mean, I guess I do too. We have the same birthday. I feel I'm... Oh, yes. Listen to me. No. Um, <laughs> on, I think it was the third track, second track. I think it was the song with Travis Scott. I think it was the never-ending story yeah, at the end of track. it. And yeah. he was like talking about, when I look in the mirror, all I see is flaws. When I look into the mirror, all I see is Mars, his daughter with Eric Badu. Mm-hmm. And he was like, everyone's waiting for me to put this album out. But why should I when y'all are just going to pick me apart? And it's like, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, now that you mention it, I feel kind of sad. But at the same time, yeah, come on now. Don't talk shit. Exactly. Don't, this is the same thing with Kendrick. Don't start stuff. Don't start No Won't Be None. Just come out and put out a good album and let us love it. Don't jinx yourself. Yeah. I mean, Kendrick has talked about survivor's guilt and all kind of things and anxieties on his, on mm-hmm. his project and made an amazing project. Yeah. Like, you can do this and not just have yeah. it in a, throwaway line yeah like you're an artist and you're going to get criticized right and especially in a genre that is almost fundamentally built off of bravado you got to show up bro totally and you know i think that that kind of uh that that sort of that comes from self-awareness being able to have a realistic and healthy understanding of where you are in the world so kendrick understands where he is he doesn't he's not Overinflated or underinflated, he's mm. very grounded and centered within the the, the cosmo the cosmos of hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jay Electronica is all gas, no flame. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, sorry. But you know, I was talking to him. He said he actually liked this album. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, different yeah, strokes it, for different it, folks. It's for you. Yeah, it's for you, yeah. bro. Leave us comments. Tell us why. Because, I mean, you you probably are more of an expert in this kind of thing than I am for certain. Yeah. I mean, folks, tell us. Do you like this album? Yeah. Are we wrong? Are we not seeing it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe that's true. I know I'm not seeing it, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm seeing mediocrity. I'm just not seeing it. I mean, it was just like, it was literally like being a 10-year-old girl and walking past the past the, the the corner store and there's just dudes sitting outside and you just want to walk past as quick as possible and not pay attention <laughs> to their conversation you know they're talking about stuff but you do not want to be involved you just want to get to where you're going and not have them bother you <laughs> that was how i felt yeah totally however i am hoping that donald glover puts the album he put out this past weekend back out it was only on his site for about three hours and yeah. that was so much more fun and funky even though it included some tracks he'd released already mm-hmm. it was just a much more interesting project and donald glover again is perhaps a problematic person in a lot of ways but he's a much more creative and interesting musician and there's a sense of evolution and growth to him i mm-hmm. think that mitigates a lot of that because you think okay he's problematic now but he might not always stay that way you get the sense with jay electronica and jay-z that this is where they end this is where they stop so it's kind of well there's not much more you can give to the culture you're kind of just recording this point in history so that we remember it later on but you're not doing anything new anymore whereas donald glover i think still has some new in him Mm. so and you know that that particular album again it was only up for three hours Mm -hmm. who knows if it's coming back out in, in its entirety again but i really liked it i 
heard maybe like a minute mm-hmm. of a song and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought I could come back to it. Because yeah. like it came, I think you put me onto mm-hmm. it and it was right around bedtime and I, I fell asleep and right. I woke yeah. up and it was already, it was already gone. Exactly, so. yeah. It was really up for a brief moment, but it was fun. I mean, I think it was on a loop on the... On the right, so it was about, website. Yeah, it was about an hour long, but the... Um, it was. It's much more of an R and B soul project, right. which I think suits him more at this point. Again, that sense of evolution. He can't be Childish Gambino mm-hmm. anymore, and I think it's significant that this is Donald Glover presents and not Childish Gambino. Sure. sure. So he's. You know, it's. It just seems like it was an interesting kind of step ahead for him. I. Again, I really liked it. Listen to that when it comes back out, if it comes back out. But give Jay Electronica a miss. I also want to give a uh, shout out to Denzel Curry. Do you know him? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he put out. In January, he put out a 12-minute mix of, like, snippets of really banging songs, mm-hmm. and they're super blurty. Mm-hmm. Um, when Remember he, when everybody used to do that? Like, kind of early 2000s, everybody was putting out those little mini-mixes of their album, mm-hmm. and, people, like, the anticipation would be so huge exactly. off those little snippets. And, yeah, he's every project is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, I love his bar. He was like... Logan, Conan, and Gohan put it all together, Fear No Man. Um, he, has, he has a song called Gogeta in, mm-hmm. in it. Um, the chorus is like, you know, power in my palm, time to make a spirit bomb. Like, he's so nerdy. Mm-hmm. And that that that's a banger. And then the very next month, he released a mini project with Kenny Beats. And it's very different production from what he's, he's usually doing. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird video of them going through these different animations. It's mm-hmm. a story of them trying to, someone leaked their album mm. and it's and they're on a journey to find out who it is. Okay. And it's really fun. Wait, and I feel like I've seen this. It's fun. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll share with yeah, you. Yeah, I think I've seen this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember the song though. Curry, I mean, no one at this point like symbolizes blurred rap like him and he's so great. Like, right. So yeah, shout out to him. On that Electronica note, mm-hmm. uh, let's move on. I want to talk quickly about Sony and Microsoft did a reveal on their new consoles, the Xbox Series X and mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5. And you aren't a big console gamer. Not at all. Yeah, I'm very much, I'm, I'm an old school blurred. It's okay. PC gaming only. <laughs> I'll try to make this as quick as I can. No, go for it. Um, I got a lot of this information from The Verge. So mm-hmm. it seems that Sony and Microsoft have chosen different aspects of their hardware to focus on. So Sony's big selling point is their custom-made solid-state drives for the console, and Microsoft has a more powerful GPU. Sorry, time out. So this is a learning experience for me. Did consoles not have solid-state drives before? Prior to this, they had the standard HDD, the, the, the revolving... Yeah, the revolving drive. I'm yes. really shocked. No, I'm, everything totally else has right. had SSDs for ages. And they, right. Wow, okay. And that's why PC gamers are like... Oh, look at these console gamers finally catching up. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I yeah. feel. I had no idea. Wow, okay. So yeah, um, Sony's new 825 gig- gigabyte solid state is potentially 100 times faster than I'm the sorry. PlayStation 4's Not to be that drive. PC gamer, but Uh-oh. how big is this solid state drive? 800. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me do the Dr. Evil uh-huh. thing. 825 gigabytes. Oh my God. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, all right, all right, keep going, keep going. This is very this is a new learning experience for me. I don't do consoles at all. This is amazing. Okay, keep going. But yeah, their their goal is to have instantaneous game boot ups from the home menu. Mm-hmm. Little to zero load times and even instantaneous streaming. Um an important takeaway, the, the PS4 took twenty seconds to load one gigabyte of data, whereas the PS5 will take one second to load five point five gigabytes of data. That's a huge step up. Yeah. 
In contrast, the Xbox Series X has a one terabyte hard drive, but it's not. It won't be as fast. It'll actually be half that speed. So the loading times will be noticeable. Uh, the engineer, I think his name is Mark Kearney, Cerny, gave a little behind the scenes insight on how developers make these kind of twisty maps in mm-hmm. order to load the rest right in, in front of you. Mm-hmm. And we all know about cutscenes that hide load times. Right. With this new SSD, creators don't have to use these tricks and will have more freedom to make whatever they want. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So I want to move on quickly to Microsoft. The PS5's GPU is still much more powerful than the PS4's, but it won't be able to output the number of teraflops as the Xbox Series X. And of course, you may ask yourself, What's a teraflop? Of course, tera equals trillion. Mm-hmm. And FLOPS is an acronym for floating point operations per second. This refers to the calculations a computer processes in a game like rendering. So Microsoft's console can process 12 trillion calculations per second mm-hmm. in the game. Right. Um, Which means a lot for graphics, I think. Yes, absolutely. Like, uh, So the new technology that's going to be in on the consoles is ray tracing. So making... Uh, lighting more realistic in the game and sound and how okay. it how it how we can hear sound hmm. the ps5 can only achieve 10 trillion hmm. compared to the previous gen this is still very impressive the the ps4 pro could only do 4.2 and the xbox one x could only do six trillion that is interesting okay interesting keep going I, I'm feeling justified in my snobbiness at this point in time, but keep going. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what does having this many teraflops mean for developers and gamers? This means that developers can create bigger, more detailed, more realistic open worlds to explore without worry of overworking the console. Hmm. It seems overall that the two sims are about the same, though the PS5 may almost be 20% less powerful like as far as its GPU. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it all comes down to the game's price mm-hmm. and the ecosystem. And so far, both companies have been pretty quiet about those aspects, even though I think Halo, the mm-hmm. Halo sequel is going to launch on the Xbox. Right, so that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's interesting. So, I mean, I guess this means that there might be some really unique new stuff coming out. Experiences, but who yeah. knows what, really? They're going to have to optimize mm-hmm. on, both, since, uh, on both systems. It's mm-hmm. important to note that Sony's GPU is smaller easier to cool, and is cheaper to make. So the console itself may be cheaper at Yeah, launch. I was going to ask, I mean, how much do these cost? Price hasn't been announced. Okay. You know, it's going to be in the 400, 500 yeah. range, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And with this virus, and if this economic downturn mm-hmm. continues, who knows right, what, yeah. the, what they're going to do. It's going to be an interesting Christmas this year, I'll say that. Yeah. But, yeah, interesting. Okay. Speaking of games, uh, what you can play right now... The Resident Evil 3 demo is out. Oh. I'm going to download that as soon as I get home. Mm-hmm. And I'll report on that next week if if I have a change of pants, etc. Um, <laughs> Doom Eternal comes out on the 20th, as does Animal Crossing New Horizons. Are they still making Doom games? That's yeah. wild. They okay. rebooted Doom in 2016. Oh, okay. And this is the sequel, which is getting mixed reviews. Right, yeah. Because they've been doing a lot of Doom-related stuff in general. That, that movie came and was released on Netflix out of nowhere. I still haven't watched it. Oh, the new one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it either. It pops up in my recommendations all the time, but hmm. I don't really want to watch yeah, a Doom I'm, movie I'm, right I'm good now. right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, let us know in the comments uh, what you all want to see from the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. What games you want to see at launch. Are you guys going to buy Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing New Horizons? 
I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to buy The Sims 4 because it's five bucks right now. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to the good people out there? Not at all, but, you know, positive imagination. Yes. Hang in there. Buy, play games, read books, sing songs. Appreciate the arts mm-hmm. and support the arts. Yes. Support us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, after this is all over, how much you needed the arts in your time of need to keep you moving. So And yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. Guys, we can't survive alone. True. All right. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, we are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D. UP. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. We're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. We're also on Blurred.com. Our lovely partners full of content from a black cultural lens. Where can they find you? They can find me at Equal Opportunity Reader, which is a Facebook and Instagram thing. And it's uh, more more new stuff is coming soon. So follow me on Facebook or on Twitter. Or not Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I hate Twitter. Or on Instagram and talk about books. Right. Peace. Peace. Peace.